The work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. ever feel like you're being told that you need to do hashtag all the things to build a profitable online business? Like join Clubhouse while it's hot and new, you'll regret it if you don't, or Facebook ads are the magic ingredient that you've been missing, or if you want to live like a king, you have to work like a slave, or LinkedIn is really hot right now, you should be there. It can feel exhausting to keep up, especially if you are the kind of person who, you know, your style is more simplicity and flow than hustle, hustle, hustle and grind all the time 24-7. It can make you feel like you just aren't working hard enough or doing enough or you're not marketing in the right places because you're not in all of the places. It can make you feel like you're doing this whole business thing wrong, like there's something wrong with you for not wanting to hustle all the time. And it can make you feel like you're lazy for not wanting to work around the clock for your dream, for not wanting to, you know, add more and more and more platforms and strategies to your already exhausting to-do list. But if you resist spreading your energy and focus thin by doing all of the things and you focus on a few things but doing them really well, you'll be pleasantly surprised to see your business grow as much faster and with a lot less stress and a lot less work. Back in, I think it was episode 46, I shared what I have found were the top eight things that have worked best for me and in growing my business and how many of them were actually marketing strategies. I think about three or four. (laughs) They were Instagram, email marketing and video marketing. So, you know, is my business on um, lots of social media platforms? You could say yes, because I am on like Facebook and Twitter and things like that. But I don't actually log in. Like I haven't logged into Twitter for maybe a year. I'm not quite sure. Um, I don't really use Facebook other than for with my student only groups. And I also, you know, I have things like YouTube and my podcast, but again, they aren't managed by me. They are managed by my content manager and my podcast manager. So back on the subject of you, I'm saying this because I know that some of you find it helpful to hear from other entrepreneurs about which marketing strategies are working for them. And I know that it's helpful to see which strategies they actually focus on themselves and which ones they delegate to team members, subcontractors, or they actually never use. Because from the outside, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs seem like they are in a lot of places, doing lots of different kinds of marketing on all the social media platforms. But what you don't see 
is behind the scenes. You don't see which of those platforms and strategies their virtual assistant is taking over, for instance, you know, and which ones they are focusing on themselves. Because what you'll find is they focus on a select few things themselves. So when you are a solopreneur, which most of you listening to this are, you don't need to do all the marketing things. You don't need to be everywhere doing everything. You need to focus on a few marketing strategies that work really well and try as best as you can to resist shiny object syndrome and getting sucked up into all of the latest marketing trends. Because remember, there's only one of you. So it's really important when there's only one of you in your business that you're making sure that your time is being spent in the most valuable places. Still, you might be thinking, well, yes, I am overwhelmed trying to do all the marketing strategies, be on all the platforms, but how do I figure out where I should be investing my time and energy? Maybe you're worried about honing in on a few marketing strategies and them just not being the right ones. So in today's episode, I thought it would be really fun to do something different and share with you 15 things you don't need to do to build a profitable online business. I've included some marketing strategies, but there are also some things that I just generally see solopreneurs wasting a lot of time on that don't really move your business forward. So let's jump in. Number one is get 10K Instagram followers. I can tell you, I reached six figures in sales before I reached 10K Instagram followers. In fact, I only reached 10K followers within the last year or so, because it's only within the last year, to be honest, that I've actually taken Instagram seriously. So do you know what this means for you? It means that you don't need a ton more followers to make more income and make more impact. You don't need a ton more followers to create the income that you need to live the lifestyle that you dream of. I think that we all get caught up chasing the numbers sometimes, you know, like chasing how many Instagram followers we have because we're all a little bit obsessed with being liked and popular. Let's face it, having 10k Instagram followers makes you feel like a pro, It makes you feel like you look like a pro to other people on the outside who land on your profile, including your family, your friends, and people you go on dates with. I think that we chase followers because having this big following makes us look and feel legit. But the desire to be liked is not something that should be driving your actions in your business and taking a lot of your time and energy. Because at the end of the day, There are plenty of influencers with 10K, 50K, 100K followers who are totally broke. You know, you, as the old saying goes, you can't take followers to the bank. So instead of focusing on growing your following, which I understand is important, and I do have an episode coming up all about that, but instead of focusing too much on that, focus on growing a profitable and sustainable business that gives you the income you need to live the freedom lifestyle you want, whatever that looks like for you. Okay, moving on to number two, you don't need to have a perfect Instagram feed. Lately, I have given up on the need to have a perfect 
feed to do that thing where I have a graphic and then a photo and then a graphic then a photo. Because yes, does it make your feed look more cohesive? Absolutely. And it makes it look really nice. But you know what? No one cares. No one cares at all. Do you ever follow someone in the business space just because their Instagram feed looks like a magazine? No, not unless they are someone who's in a visual line of work, like a photographer. But if you are something like a coach or a virtual assistant, I reckon you can let the perfectionism slide for now. And instead of focusing so much on making your feed look perfect, instead focus on providing high value content to the people who are following you. People are following you for the value that they get from your content, not from how pretty your feed looks. Okay, so point number three, you don't need to hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. I know that there are many entrepreneurs that say that if you want to build a successful online business, you need to be prepared to sacrifice, whether that is sacrificing time with your family, with your friends, sleep. Like there's that whole quote that says something like, my dreams are worth more than my sleep. I kind of disagree. I mean, if you're not sleeping, then you're not going to be taking very good action on those dreams. Like the work that you're doing won't be high quality because you're not well rested. I believe in success without sacrifice because really, if you have to sacrifice the most important things in life, like your friends, family, and your mental health, then what are you going to be left with at the end of all of this? A business and a pile of money, a nice house and a good car. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. And I'm sure that they are things that we all want and may have. But Don't fall into the trap of believing that you have to sacrifice everything to get it and that it's worth sacrificing everything to get it because I guarantee you, everyone who, every entrepreneur who has sacrificed all of those things to get a business would tell you that it wasn't really worth sacrificing. You are the, like your business is, what am I trying to say? (laughs) What I'm trying to say is build your business. This is the one. Build your business around your ideal lifestyle and not the other way around. It may mean that you have to grow a little bit slower, but at least you'll be happy and you'll have peace of mind. And those are two of the most important things that we could have in our lives, right? So moving on to point number four, you don't need to work five days a week. I am a testament to this because I have rarely ever worked five days a week. Many of us believe that we have to do this, especially if you want to build a successful online business, but that's just not true. Who says you have to work five days a week? Who says? Like, (laughs) this is just like conditioning that we've picked up from the nine to five world. That's what was expected of you then. And so these are the expectations that you have put on yourself now, even though you are your own boss and you get to set your own working hours and your own working days. But it doesn't have to be this way. Like I said, remember that you're your own boss and you make the rules. Your business can function however you want it to. The nine to five you know, five day a week work schedule was invented, I believe, by Henry Ford in the 1920s. But life has changed so much for so many of us since then. 
You know, nowadays, well, back then, women didn't really work. Most women didn't work. So there was always, if you were in a couple, there was always somebody who was at home looking after the home, looking after the family, and somebody else who went and made the money. And now, in in this day and age, women and men work. And to me, it just doesn't seem practical anymore to force ourselves to work five days a week when, regardless of whether you are married or single, whatever it is, you not only have your work to do, you also have your chores to do. You have your family to look after if you have a family, you have a social life and you need time to rest and just time for like fun and enjoyment and the hobbies that you love. So to me personally, that's my take on it. I don't think that nowadays a five-day work week is sustainable for most people if they want to have like a rounded out life. But like I said, it's up to you. For most of my business years, which I've been in business for almost nine years now, and for most of them, I've worked, I would say on average, four days a week. Although to begin with, for the first few years, because I did like a lot of volunteer work and things like that, I worked three days a week and then it went up to four days a week Occasionally I'll work five days because I've got a launch coming up or something new is coming out or I'm just having in general a busier season but most of the time I try to not work and live that way and I love it because it means that my work week is pretty much almost 50-50 so I have plenty of time for my chores, my friends, my family and the other things that are important to me in my life while also having time for my business. Okay, so remember, I know I must have said this point a million times in that in that like section of this video or episode, but remember, no one makes the rules in your business except for you. So moving on to point number five, you don't have to join whatever the latest new social media app is. Clubhouse, for instance. (laughs) Not unless you really want to and you genuinely think that this will be a fun way to market your business. Quite a few new apps have been, you know, catching on and becoming really trendy lately for for many of us in many different countries. And this is the case, this has been the case for years, ever since the internet became a thing, ever since the internet was born, we have had apps come out, get really popular, and then like die down in popularity, a lot of them. So I'm talking about apps like Vine, Snapchat, Periscope, Anchor. The recent um, popular social media apps are things like TikTok and Clubhouse. And I'm not like bashing any of them because I personally love TikTok. I'm a little bit obsessed with TikTok. But let's take Periscope, for instance. Periscope was really hot for a while. And then there were, which like for anybody who doesn't know, by the way, Periscope was like a live streaming app. And it was the first of its kind, really. Um, And then all of a sudden, Instagram and Facebook now allowed you to live stream from their platforms. And Periscope died. And it took with it all of the followers and the, the the brand presence that so many businesses had built up on that platform. Just wanted to quickly pause this episode to let you know about a free starter kit I have just for you. It's called the Starter Kit for Booking Consistent Clients. 
And inside, you'll learn the top 12 reasons why most creatives and solopreneurs are not booking clients consistently. And you'll also see four simple methods to change that. Yes, you heard right, not 20 methods and no complicated strategies, just four simple, timeless methods I've used to book more clients and make more course sales. These are the four marketing pillars you must have in your business if you want to bring in sales consistently. Head to nishawoolery.com slash starter kit to download yours today. Now, we also have like a more recent example, which is TikTok, which exploded in 2020. And then a few months later, I believe the president banned TikTok in the US. Now it's really tempting, isn't it? I know it is. It's really tempting to see a brand new app and especially a social media platform and jump on it because you want to be an early adopter and you think to yourself, if I can jump on this and I can build a following quickly on this platform, then, you know, my business is going to take off and I'll be able to establish myself more as an expert and more quickly on this platform than on more established platforms like Facebook and Instagram. And I understand that and I see where that line of thinking is coming from. And that's all good. That's all fine and dandy until that app or social media platform goes bust or is closed down or gets ripped off by something like Instagram. So just don't get caught up with shiny object syndrome and jump on every new social media platform that comes out, especially if you're only doing that because of that shiny object syndrome, because everybody else is doing it. Give yourself permission to pass and just focus on doing the things that work really well. You know, Instagram, uh, Instagram Reels is another trend that a lot of people have jumped on, except that one I actually don't mind. I don't think that that's a trend that's going to go away anytime soon. And the reason being because Instagram is a platform which we all know and love. Maybe it's the most popular social media platform in the world. I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. So if you're going to try something new, a new marketing strategy, make sure that it's something that has been around for a while or it's on an established social media platform and it's a timeless marketing strategy that has been working for a long time and for a lot of people. I think if you're a solopreneur, then like I said at the very beginning of this video, focus on what works because you are only one person and you have to make sure that wherever you're spending your time is the wisest place for you to do that. Okay, so point six, you don't have to consistently live stream. If you can, awesome. I mean, believe me, live streaming is great for your business. If you can't, don't pressure yourself to do this every day or every week if it's just not sustainable for you. I know that to extroverts, live streaming is actually most likely very easy and fun. But if you're an introvert, live streaming every week might not be sustainable for you. It might suck all of your energy, particularly if you're doing this every day. So just remember not to pressure yourself to do a particular kind of marketing strategy just because you see others doing it, particularly if it doesn't suit your personality type. So number seven, you don't have to start a Facebook group. Facebook groups have a lot of volume and they can get you in front of a lot of people. 
And I'm sure that my business will focus a bit more on Facebook groups at some point in the future when I have a team member who can completely take control of that. But for me, Facebook just completely drains my energy. I'm not a fan of Facebook, so I don't enjoy spending my time there. And hence, I don't force myself to spend time there. Yes, you may have seen a podcast episode on somebody's podcast saying that Facebook groups are the in thing and you must have one if you want to grow. But I will let you in on a little secret. There is no one must-have marketing strategy that will work for absolutely everyone. There's only marketing strategies that feel good to you. So if you see a strategy or you see like a marketing course that's teaching strategies that would feel good to you, then go for it. Just remember that the way that one person finds their clients isn't always the best way for you to find your clients. So if you see um, marketing courses or mentors that are teaching certain strategies, first of all, maybe check in with yourself and ask yourself, is this something that's going to be going to feel like a good way to sell and market to me? If that is Facebook groups, by the way, then go for it. Go to find someone who can teach you how to create a Facebook group and use it to grow your business. Just know that there are countless entrepreneurs who've grown businesses to 5k months and six-figure years without a Facebook group, especially if they are service-based businesses. The way that I personally see it, Starting a Facebook group is often more helpful for product-based businesses than it is for a service-based online business. Moving on to point number eight. And by the way, if you're watching this as a a video on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and tell me what is your favorite point so far. Okay, point number eight. You don't have to start a podcast. Believe it or not, you don't need a podcast to make a good income from your online business and be able to live the freedom lifestyle that you want. I know that I have a podcast. You may be listening to this as a podcast episode right now, thinking, isn't this hypocritical? But I started this podcast in 2019, in my seventh year of business. I didn't have a podcast before then, and I was doing just fine. So start a podcast if you feel like it would be fun, because that's the main reason why I started mine. Don't do it just because everyone else is doing it or because you think it will be the cash cow that you have been looking for. I think if it comes down to long form content like podcasts and YouTube channels and video marketing, I would personally opt for video marketing because the reason being that so many customers and clients nowadays love to watch video and that's the way that they consume content the most. And I think that videos allow you to form a stronger emotional connection with your potential clients because they can see your face, hear your voice, see your facial movements, and it just allows them to build trust in you a lot more as a business owner and also as a human being. Plus, if you start off with video, then the further that your business grows and the more like team members that you take on eventually in the future, you can actually get one of those team members to turn your videos into a podcast like I do here on this podcast. This is being recorded as a video and then my virtual assistant will turn it into a 
newsletter, blog post, uh, and podcast episode. Okay, so point number nine, you don't have to hire employees. Now, you might think that you need to hire employees. You may have heard that it's much cheaper to do this than hire subcontractors. But the way that I see it is if you are not making consistent 5K months yet or 10K months, I would personally not hire employees. You'd be just fine with a really good virtual assistant or some subcontractors. In my business, I have Kirsty, who's my VA. She's amazing and she handles everything from my inbox and customer service to things like I've already mentioned, my newsletter, my blog. Um, she creates like IGTV videos and things like this. She also does some other odd jobs here and there as well. I also have a Pinterest manager, Tia from thewallflowercreative.com, who is basically in charge of driving website traffic from Pinterest to my website. I have a podcast manager who edits my podcast episodes and I have a bookkeeper and an accountant. If you have employees, you have to bear in mind that you are responsible for things like their benefits and making sure they can always be paid on time the correct amount because they have mortgages to pay and they have children to provide for. And some of them are, that's their sole income. Some of them are like single or sole parents, different things like this. So just keep in mind that if you have employees, you will have to take on that responsibility. I may take on employees at some point in the future, but honestly, I don't think that I would really even consider this until past like the 200k, 250k mark in business. So number 10, you don't have to be featured on fancy websites like Forbes. <laughs> I know that Forbes and Huffington Post and other kinds of fancy publications and websites may be on your vision board right now. But I think too much focus on being published in a fancy publication can take your energy away from marketing strategies that are going to make you money today. You know, I have never been featured in, For in Forbes or Huffington Post, and I don't actually do very many podcast interviews for other people's podcasts. And, you know, I don't have a, a subcontractor on my team who goes and pitches me to publications and on podcasts and things like this. I've stuck to marketing strategies that I can measure and rely on and I know work really well. And I found that for the most part, I've left it up to chance to be published in publications like The Guardian. You know, they've contacted me and not the other way around. And that has never impacted my income. So don't focus too much on being published in these places because I feel like it's just a cherry on top of the cake. It doesn't, it isn't actually the cake itself, if that makes sense. Number uh, 11, you don't need Facebook ads. If you sell a service and not digital products or physical products, I guess, then you don't need to try Facebook ads. I didn't even try Facebook ads when I started selling products, like in the first couple of years. And I've only really started using Facebook ads, I would say the last couple of years. 
I use them because I sell digital courses and I know many of you don't and you sell a service. So here's the thing. This is why I say you don't need Facebook ads if you sell a service. I have never hired a service-based professional from a Facebook or Instagram ad. The only times I've hired a service-based pro is when I've gotten to know them and trust them through, you know, their content, um, be that their own Instagram content, their own video content, I'm on their mailing list, somebody else has referred me to them. I've also typically found many of my subcontractors on Instagram. So like such as my photographer, for instance, I saw somebody else post about her work and that led me to her profile um, and that's how I found her. Also found my VA on Instagram. So you don't need Facebook ads if you sell a service and not products. Points number 12 to 15, I could all lump under the same category and that is you do not need to perfect your logo and your brand colours. You don't need to perfect your website. You don't need to perfect your website copy or perfect anything. I know that it can feel like you need to protect your logo and protect, <laughs> you need to perfect your logo and your brand, your website, your web copy, all of these things in your business before you can really start putting yourself out there. But messy action is better than perfect inaction. Nothing about your business needs to be perfect in order to be impactful. I have seen business owners with incredibly basic websites who bring in six figures. And I've seen business owners with really messy Instagram grids who are always booked out. So it just goes to show perfectionism isn't worth it. Perfectionism is procrastination in disguise. You're just procrastinating and you're trying to perfect things in your business because you don't really want to put yourself out there. You don't really want to focus on selling and marketing because you're scared, you know? You're scared of putting yourself out there and being pushy or salesy. But it's time to put down the perfectionism, put down the procrastination because the only thing that this is doing is holding you back from creating the income and lifestyle that you dream of. Okay, so I want to do a really quick recap. The 15 things that you don't need to do to reach consistent 5k months with a service. Number one, get 10k Instagram followers. Two, have a perfect Instagram feed. Three, hustle, hustle, hustle. Four, work five days a week. Five, join whatever the latest new app is, new social media app is. Six, consistently live stream. Seven, start a Facebook group. Eight, start a podcast. Nine, hire employees. Ten, be featured in fancy publications like Forbes. Eleven, Facebook ads. Twelve, perfect your logo and your brand colors. Thirteen, perfect your website. Fourteen, perfect your website copy. And fifteen, perfect anything. I hope that you have enjoyed this video. If you have, drop a yes below in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. And thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate everyone's support who watches these videos or listens to these podcast episodes and leaves comments and podcast reviews and five-star ratings. Honestly, it really, really helps me 
to get this content in front of more people who may need it. So thank you so much and I will speak to you in the next video. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to and iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.